0: Morning, cross-trainers. Uh, I say good morning because it's Monday morning, the 8th of August, um, here in Australia. Uh, it's still dark outside because it's winter, but uh, I want to be faithful in putting a session together every week. Uh, I know, well, those that listen to it, I think you'll be blessed because it's not my words, it's God's words. And uh, I get blessed by doing it because I hear the word of God too and I get to dwell on it. and um, be blessed by it so I'm really encouraged I was just reading this morning uh, just on various things in the word Proverbs 10 Romans 8 and other things and wow you know it's it's so profound The, the the word of God is just absolutely amazing so I like to try and get into the word before I start my day because it's a really great way to start the day and things tend to go a bit better if you uh start off with an infusion of the, of the word of god it's uh it's like medicine it permeates throughout every aspect of of the body when you when you drink of it but today what i want to talk about is what to do when you screw things up uh i'm <laughs> i'm frequently doing stuff like that um and if you're a human you do too uh, whether you admit it or not <laughs> and uh I'm coming clean. I I am not perfect. Uh, even though the spirit of God lives in me, I still have a flesh which I'm war- warring against, and I don't get things right all all the time, or even most of of the time. If I'm probably honest with myself, uh, but I'm on I'm on the right track. I'm not where I used to be, and I'm not going to let the enemy condemn me, and I'm not going to live a life of misery and looking down on myself or speaking badly about myself or anything like that I'm going to use the blood of Christ to apply to my situation not guilt trip about it apologize to God and those affected by my wrong actions and move forward and do better so that's the way to approach things but uh, I, I really think that the analogy of crop failure is a really important one. Uh, when you think about words or deeds or whatever that that are not of God, when they're planted, they they do bring forth fruit, just like a good seed will. So, if you're a farmer and you're out there planting seed, then you're going to harvest a crop. Uh, other than you know, if there's a flood or a drought or whatever. Um, whatever planted uh yeah whatever is planted will grow and so good or bad seeds can grow and that's why it's really important that we consider our words i really need to do more of that myself because when i stuff up it's normally something uh that yeah comes out of my mouth because uh, as as a word said it's it's not what goes into your body um uh, through your mouth that uh condemns you it's what comes out of your body that condemns you which is uh words uh rather than you know excretion of uh waste from the body um yeah words are very powerful words are the creative force of of the universe it's how god created everything and yeah words are really important so i'm saying this to not only to you but to myself so Never, never think with any podcast. I'm giving you a lecture because I'm human. I I have flesh and I have battles like you do. But I'm I'm not going to sit around and get run over by the enemy. I'm I'm just going to commit to do better and to rely on the blood of Christ and uh, the sacrifice of Christ to uh, yeah to take care of uh, things when I when I do screw up. Not if I screw up. I I I said when. And the same thing applies to you um you you will fall over you will have um issues you will do wrong things um but don't let the enemy guilt trip you about it just get up uh ask god for crop failure um on the 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 seeds the the bad seeds that you've planted uh be that i don't know words thoughts actions deeds whatever and um (coughs) excuse me bring your um thoughts into um well into um alignment with with what the word of god says and yeah how to use words and how to use our mind because uh thoughts and words give forth to action um you know it's thought uh decision response um so the, the decision can be just in a split second, but yeah, it's, it's always there. So anyway, yeah, so uh, when, when you do screw up, um, just say sorry to God and to those that have been impacted negatively by what you've done or what you've said or both. Um, yeah, and pray to God for crop failure. Uh, ask him to cancel the bad seeds so that they lay dormant and then uh, plant good seeds and ask God to multiply the good seeds. So change your thoughts, your words, and, and your language. And uh, that that applies to me as well. So I was just reading Proverbs 10. So I'm going to read you verse 17. This is really profound. It, it, I, I don't know why I haven't really dwelt on this before or seen it much before but yeah i'm, I'm probably a bit like you and that i read various aspects of the word and then things just jump out at me and i think wow um why didn't i why didn't i see this before but uh proverbs 10 when you when you read that entire chapter it's all all about uh lips and and the mouth you know there's a number of references to that throughout the chapter um which i find very profound uh, the 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 whole thing is profound. All of pro, uh, proverbs is profound. Every time I read proverbs, I think, "Wow, that's that's amazing." And uh, chapter ten um, in proverbs is a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, a uh, proverb of Solomon. So I I can really see why the Queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon to uh, yeah to hear his wise words. Uh, because even today when you read it you think wow that's that's absolutely amazing and uh, yeah I'm I'm just reflecting on what it must have been like to have been in King Solomon's presence and to hear those words firsthand so if I was the Queen of Sheba I, I would have traveled uh, vast distances as well just to hear those wise words because I, I know that I'd be blessed but thankfully we in the modern era, don't have to be like the Queen of Sheba and pack up camels and take an entourage and go through the desert or whatever she did to actually get to Solomon. I, I believe it was a significant journey. I've never researched it uh, much, to be honest, but um, we, we have the blessing of not having to, you know, make a long trip to go and hear some wise person. We can just pick up the Bible and have the same effect. So how, how blessed are we? That, that we can do that. So we really need to value what the Word of God provides for us and the the jewels of, of wisdom that are contained within the Word of God. So, yeah, chapter 10 and every chapter of Proverbs is awesome, but, um, yeah, chapter 10, it really spoke to me. But in particular, verse 17, um, I'm reading from the classic amplified version, the one that I love the, the most, Um, I love every aspect of scripture, um, whatever version it is, but to be straight up with you, my absolute favorite uh, is the classic uh, Amplified because it just draws things out. Um, I next read the NIV and the New King James, um, and I like all of them. I'm not that much of a fan of, of the message, to be honest, or other translations um but i uh, yeah for for me the classic uh amplified is is just the uh bee's knees <laughs> yeah so anyway i'm going to read you verse 17 uh of proverbs 10 it says he who uh, yeah he who heeds instruction and correction is not only himself in the way of life but also is a way of life for others and he who neglects or refuses reproof not only himself goes astray but also causes to err and is a path toward ruin for others. So how profound is that? It's, it's just amazing. I mean, I, I don't know why I've never seen this before, but it's basically saying that if we listen to instruction and correction will not only be blessed by it but um others that we're in contact will be blessed by it and if we neglect or refuse correction not only will we suffer and go astray for it but also those around us will share in that bad fruit so let's be smart let's let's accept correction let's humble ourselves let's get over our pride and um Let's um, acknowledge when we screw up and let's apologize to God and those affected around us and let's uh, be a blessing rather than a curse to people because if if we're proud, if we don't accept correction um, and if we just continue on our, well, unmerry way, not merry way because it's just going to lead to heartache and misery and pain and drama, then we're not only causing Uh, hassles and complications in our own lives but we're going to negatively affect others that are associated with us so we really need to wake up and um, I include myself in that so yeah I I, I need to apologize to God and others and um, yeah just change my behavior and through listening to correction even if it's the correction of the word of God there is no better correction than the word of God if you engage with the Word of God, I can guarantee you that the Holy Spirit will use it to correct you. It's not some nice book where you know you you sort of read this story and everyone lives happily ever after. When when you look at the figures of of Scripture, their lives were uh, anything but plain sailing. They they did all sorts of things and impacted all sorts of lives uh, in all sorts of ways. And it's it's a real life practical. Working textbook of, of life and how to, how to live life and how to deal with life and um, how to be reconciled to and with God. Um, it's, it's basically a, a manual, a working manual for life because we can learn from the lives of others that screwed things up, that got things wrong, but then, uh, well, I'm thinking of David in, in uh, particular. When you look at uh, David's life and, um, (coughs) excuse me, the story of uh, Bathsheba and uh, what happened there and, I don't know, just all sorts of things, yet, uh, yeah, he he screwed things up big time, but God referred to him as a man after his own heart. So, uh, David, when you read scripture, he will be uh, brought back to rule um, in, in the kingdom of God, and um he he was a flawed man he did all sorts of crazy things um you know in a in in a good and bad sense but uh he will rule and reign in in the kingdom of god and um there's hope for the rest of us uh doesn't matter what we do uh there's there's always hope um so i'm i'm encouraged by that and i want you to be encouraged too but um Getting back to this theme of this podcast of what to do when you screw things up. So yeah, we've got to apologize to God and others affected. We've got to pray to God for crop failure on, on the bad seeds that we planted. and we've got to change our thoughts, our words, and well, basically our language. So I just read to you uh, what Proverbs 10:17 says about accepting correction and how to be blessed and bless others through it, and what happens if you don't uh, to yourself and others. Um, But verse 19 of Proverbs 10 is very profound too. I'll just read it for you out of the classic Amplified. Uh, It says, In a multitude of words, transgression is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is prudent. Well, this is basically saying that if you are just running off at at the mouth with lots of words and blah 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 and always speaking and not shutting up then you know there's always going to be transgression there because we in our own natural selves don't have any inherent wisdom that only comes from the spirit of god uh but even then we 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 need to just be silent more um and the yeah, so the last part of that verse, he who restrains his lips is prudent. So it also says in the scriptures, um, I'm not sure whether it's Proverbs or Psalms, it's somewhere in either of those, it says that even a fool is considered wise when, when he shuts up. So that's part of wisdom saying less and I need to practice that myself. Um, yeah, just shut up. I mean <laughs> you know don't say as much um, that's part of wisdom so yeah I I, I just think that's incredibly profound um, so scripture is, is absolutely amazing I, I was reading Matthew twelve thirty four, 34 uh, and I'll go over there uh, Matthew 12 verse 34 if you can't hear what I'm doing I'm flicking through the the hard copy of my classic uh, amplified here um i don't know call me a dinosaur or something but i i really like to have the word in my hand and and to flick through it rather than look at an iphone or whatever i mean nothing wrong with looking at a at at your mobile device far from it because you're still reading the word of god and um, that's very practical in many ways but to me there's nothing that that actually is a substitute for holding a hard copy of the Word of God in your hands and flicking through it. It's it's really great. Um, but Matthew twelve thirty four, it's Jesus uh, speaking to the uh, religious people of his day, and he says, "You offspring of vipers." <laughs> so he, you know he he called it for what it was. Uh, Jesus wasn't some nice guy oh yes like I'll, I'll be a doormat and everyone can walk over me well that's that's not who the real Jesus was he was a controversial figure and uh, yeah he he was absolutely against the religious hypocrisy of his day it made him sick and to be honest with you it makes me sick I'm, I'm not religious at all and that may sound somewhat uh, contradictory because here I am talking to you on a podcast reading the Bible, um, but religion is is nothing to do with God. God is not religious, as crazy as that might sound, but it's actually true. God is into uh, re- uh, relationship and, um, yeah, not religious practices um, you're not going to get into the Kingdom of heaven by saying things over and over and like lighting some thing that's got smoke in it and waving it around your head or wearing a certain thing or chanting something over and over or whatever i mean that that stuff doesn't impress God in fact God said don't do that stuff um, yeah, so that's a little <laughs> little diversion but let's uh let's get back into. Matthew 12, 34, and, well, actually through to 37. So Jesus is speaking, he says, You offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So verse 35, The good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things, and the evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things but i tell you on the day of judgment men will have to give (coughs) excuse me have to give account for every idle word every inoperative non-working word they speak for by your words you will be justified and acquitted and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced and yes, so you know he was talking to the scribes and pharisees there um so that is incredibly significant. So verse 34, out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what he's saying there is that you can listen to yourself or others, and you'll know what's in their heart or mind, their inner being, by what comes out of their mouth. So getting back to the to the good and bad, fruit and crop failure, or, you know, uh, good crops, um, what comes out of someone's mouth is showing you what sort of seeds they're planting, whether it's your mouth or someone else's mouth or my mouth. Um, so, yeah, we, we need to be metacognitive and reflect on our own thinking and our own words and our own behavior, our own processes and think, okay, well, with what I just said there, was was that a bad seed or was it a good seed? What sort of a crop am I going to uh to have as a result of what i'm putting out into the world by my my words and and the deeds that fall in my words uh what what can i expect in terms of crops so yeah uh i've i've been around places when i've been you know in metacognitive cognitive moments and i've reflected on my own words but I also listen to others words and I think wow you know this is amazing I mean it can be amazing in a good sense or in a not so good sense but yeah out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so uh, you'll know what's going on in someone's life and in their mind by what they're saying and yeah it's a really good barometer of where someone's at because they're their words are, are showing their their true intent, their their true belief. Uh, yeah, so it's it's really quite profound. But what uh, verse thirty five says? Well, you know, uh, from the inner good treasure will come good things, and from the inner evil storehouse will come evil things. So, yeah, words will will uh, just show what the storehouse is like inside someone um but verse 36 and verse 37 uh but i tell you on the day of judgment men will have to give account for every idle inoperative non-working word they speak for by your words you will be justified and acquitted and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced so yeah that's uh that that's a real wake-up call you know um i read that and think wow like this is this is amazing because i really need to tighten my uh my own behavior so yeah my own speech my own thoughts uh i need to get rid of uh yeah bad thoughts bad intent uh bad everything Because see this this sort of comes down to well from a christian perspective uh we we have to discern the body of christ and um this is why some die because we don't properly discern the body of christ at at the lord's supper you know when we take of the uh the passover meal the the bread and and the wine if we're just taking it flippantly and we we're not examining ourselves and we're not thinking okay well what's my crop like uh what have i put out into the world am i a blessing to others and myself or am i causing myself and others to be cursed by what i'm saying and doing um but yeah in in terms of discerning the body of christ i mean if we're saying evil things about uh other other people in the world or more importantly in in the church or if we've got any uh, offenses or bitterness or whatever you know some something that the enemy can use to drive division and conflict uh in us uh and the body of christ well we we need to wake up uh we we need to get a grip and um if we're taking the elements you know the bread and and the wine with that stuff going on then we're going to bring condemnation on ourselves um yeah, so we've, we've got to wake up and we've got to get real with God and with ourselves and with others. And so properly discerning the body of Christ means, well, let's examine ourselves. And if we have active or passive uh, offences against others in the church um, or outside of the church, then we, we need to biblically address those things. We need to get rid of any uh, hatred, bitterness, anger, pride uh resentment um any anything like that uh in our lives because that will just eat us up and it will uh, give satan the the uh means of causing conflict not only in us internally because we we're being uh two-faced you know we're turning up to church going oh yeah i'm right with god and yet all of that stuff is in in your heart god god will not be mocked and and you can't uh do that without expecting god as a good father to pull you up on it and deal with you and dare i say it slap you around the head with a two by four if that's what it takes for you to wake up so you you've got to deal with that stuff go and do business with your father close the 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 door get in private and pour your heart out to him and go lord i've got this that and the other going on and i don't know how to deal with it show me what to do um and he'll He'll guide you. He'll he'll direct you, and he will uh, help you get rid of any of that stuff, so that uh, you can uh, be clean and you can be uh, re- restored and and right with Him. Um, you know, not playing any uh, religious games because uh, God is not mocked. He he's not fooled. We can fool ourselves, but we we can't fool Him. But He's gracious. He will give us time to repent and change. But you know out of love for us he's, he's going to pull us up on that so i i think that, that that was the spirit of god just talking uh was a bit of a diversion but uh, yeah it, it's so important and um yeah if we have that stuff going on uh drop any religious game playing and wake up get real with god apologize uh repent use the body of and blood of christ um in the right way uh, get right with him and with others, and your your life will improve. So, yeah, that's that's part of um, you know knowing what to do when we screw things up because you know we're human beings and we we live with other humans, and there's going to be conflict as as long as we're in this body. So we've, we've got to uh, handle that stuff in a in a right way. And the Bible is full of um, various scriptures on on how to how to deal with others in in a biblical right and godly way and i guarantee you that at some point in life that will be profound you'll you'll really have to deal with uh situations where either you've offended someone or they've offended you or whatever it might be you know so you've 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 got to shed yourself of, of pride because that's what it often comes down to oh how could xyz say that and do that to me blah 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 well get over yourself wake up read the word apply the word do business with god and then come before him and accept the 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 elements uh knowing that you've you've done business with him because if if you don't it's not going to end well so yeah uh that that's (laughs) that that that's enough of that um so yeah, the, the, the Word of God is is just a living uh, textbook uh, that you can consult on any and every aspect of life. God the Father put this uh, here on the earth for us and uh, many people have tried to destroy the, 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 the Word of God, have tried to ruin it and get rid of it out of society, but God through His uh, graciousness and mercy has allowed the Bible to... Uh, to continue on regardless of how who has tried to uh get rid of it from the face of of the earth it's still here and uh yeah it's it's such a blessing but uh romans eight uh i was reading that as well this morning too in the context of okay well um how do i improve um so i'm just flicking through here I, i i just found it really profound you know um so i'm in romans i'm flicking over to romans 8 uh, in the classic uh, amplified so i'm going to read this um yeah from where will i go i think i'll go from verse 1 to verse 10 of romans 8 in the classic amplified so it says there is now yeah, therefore there is now no condemnation, no judging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me, all you, from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law could not do, its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his own son in the guise of sinful flesh, and as an offering for sin, God condemned sin in in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power over all who accept that sacrifice. Wow. Ah, far out. We'll unpack this in a minute. Uh, Verse 4, So that the righteous... And the just requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the spirit. Our lives governed not by the standards and according to the dictates of the flesh, but controlled by the Holy Spirit. Verse 5, for those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh but those who are according to the spirit and are controlled by the desires of the spirit set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the holy spirit now the mind of the flesh which is sense and reason without the holy spirit is death death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin both here and hereafter but The mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul, peace both now and forever. That is, because the mind of flesh, with its carnal thoughts and purposes, is hostile to God, for it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. So then, those who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him. But you are not living the life of the flesh. You are living the life of the Spirit. If the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, really dwells within you, directs you, and controls you. But if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He does not belong to Christ. is not truly a child of God. But if Christ lives in you, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the spirit is alive because of the righteousness that he imputes to you. I'll read verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Wow, that's like oh, that's so deep. It's it's the that's the 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 well of life right there. It's absolutely amazing. Well, verse one. Let's unpack this. So, verse one: There is now no condemnation, no judging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. So, I mean what else can you say that's about as plain as as it can get um we are not judged guilty um uh, you know there is no condemnation can see condemnation if you've heard previous podcasts that i've done satan wants to wear wants us to wear a cloak of condemnation jesus came to take that cloak off us and to give us a cloak of uh, righteousness um so, yeah, it, it all comes down to what's in, in your wardrobe and what you want to put on and what comes out of out of your mouth, you know. Like, uh, we, we have free moral agency and we, we have to stop acting as if we're condemned. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. I mean, if we're living, speaking, thinking, believing condemnation, then we're insulting Christ. He, he went to the cross uh, to relieve us of condemnation we don't have to be condemned anymore i i really don't care who you are where you are what you've done what you're currently doing any of that stuff um if you do business with god and if you uh you know truly apologize to him and others that you've uh, offended and you um properly discern the body of christ um and determined to do better uh, God will will remove your sin from you as far as east is from the west, and there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ, who uh, properly apply His sacrifice for their sins. So, yeah, but it it comes down to not walking after the dictates of of the flesh, but walking after the dictates of the Spirit. So, you've you've got to be in alignment with the Holy Spirit of God. You've you've got to think, speak act, believe, um, yeah, just how he wants us to live our lives. And the only way you can do that is through studying the word of God, uh, particularly reading the, the the book of John, because the, the book of John is all about how Jesus lived when he was on the earth. And that will give you a big insight into, you know, what you should be doing. Um, you know, but yeah, there, there is a law of spirit of life. Uh, which is in Christ Um, and he is our new being and he has freed us from the law of sin and death. Because see, the the Old Testament law, uh, that is the law of sin and death Um, and that's why Jesus came to satisfy all the requirements of the law because, I mean, if we were still under that, then we would be condemned. But we are under a new law, which is the law of spirit and life. Uh, the old law the old uh, covenant law has been uh done away with by uh what christ did uh for us so uh you know verse three it says god has done what the law could not do its power weakened by the flesh um the entire nature of man without the holy spirit um you know but this is why in verse three, God sent His Son in the guise of sinful flesh as an offering for sin. Uh, you know, so God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame it, deprived it of its power over all who accept His sacrifice. How profound is that? Far out! Um, so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live and move not in the way of the flesh but in the ways of the spirit so yeah our, our lives governed not by the standards and according to the dictates of the flesh but controlled by the holy spirit so yeah i mean it comes down to who we submit to and what dog we feed you know like uh, the old story of two dogs uh the the dog that's fed grows the most uh the dogs that that starved doesn't so we we've got to through our words thoughts intent behavior etc make sure that we're living according to the spirit and not according to the flesh and the only way you can do that is by submitting to the holy spirit but engaging with the word of god and drinking it in and realizing well okay the bible is the the um uh, well the um what would you say uh rule book for, for how to live life Or or, or the manual the, the instruction manual for life you, you often hear from unsaved people Oh there's no instruction book for, Or manual for life Well yes there is It's called the Holy Bible um, Go read it But yeah unfortunately uh, the, the The Bible Well unfortunately for them The Bible is a coded book And if you don't have the Spirit of God It's not going to make any sense to you Because it's a book written uh, four believers, two believers, and those without the Spirit of God can't understand it. Um, but yeah, verse 5 of Romans 8, "For those who are, are according to the flesh and controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things. How true? Which gratify the flesh. but those who are according to the spirit and are controlled by the desires of the spirit, and that's a critical aspect. Um, it, it comes down to what you're putting your mind on And what you're controlled by People that are controlled by the desires of the Spirit Set their minds on and seek those things Which gratify the Holy Spirit So, yeah, it's it's coming down to how we choose to use our minds So, uh, verse 6 The mind of the flesh Which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit Is death How true That uh, compromises oh sorry that comprises all the miseries arising from sin both here and hereafter so it's it's not just about what you do here it's what happens after after you check out of here um and then it says but the mind of the holy spirit is life and peace both now and forever so yeah the the bible is always talking about our um eternal destination and uh what happens there so very profound. Um, verse seven: because the mind of flesh, with its carnal thoughts and purposes, is hostile to God. Well, if you're if you're doubting that, go and talk to someone about the Bible out there that you don't have a relationship with, and see the response that you get. It'll be um, it'll it'll be hostile because it's the spirit in them uh, that it's being um, affronted and um, offended by the spirit in you, and then. It says here you know for the the mind that is hostile to god does not submit itself to god's law indeed it cannot you know people in the world doing their own thing don't want to hear the word word of god they're hostile to it and they're not submitted to it and they don't want to be and that's fine by them uh, you know that's how they want to live and verse eight so then those who are living the life of the flesh catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him so yeah someone without the spirit of God it's it's basically dead men walking dead men or women walking um you know they're under condemnation it says that clearly in John 3 you know John 3 uh, 16 says well um you know god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should have eternal life or would have eternal life but then it says that you know in in the latter verses i think it's about 17 or 18 it says well you know if anyone does not accept christ then they're under judgment they're, they're condemned already they're dead men or women walking and um We've got to realize the spiritual nature of people that we come across and unfortunately the unsaved are, are just under condemnation uh, right now and so this is why it's important that we as believers engage with people that are unsaved and tell them uh, that their penalty has been paid. They, they don't have to live a life of death anymore. They can live a life of life and accept ex- the one that gave life as in Jesus um, gave his life for their life um, as as a sacrifice for all and all they have to do is confess with their mouths and accept him as their savior and change their lives and yeah uh, believe him um, and be baptized and and re- have the uh, remission of sins and yeah get that get out of jail free ticket um, you know uh, not just for the sake of, of being free of sin but uh, having a new life, a new purpose, a new mind, a new heart, new words, new deeds, new actions, new, new behavior, new everything, um, you know, um, it's, it's an awesome thing, um, so yeah, uh, verse 9, but you, as in believers, are not living the life of the flesh, you, believers, are living the life of the Spirit, a capital s with spirit meaning the holy spirit if and this is a big uh if uh, if the holy spirit of god really dwells within you it directs and controls you but if anyone does not possess the holy spirit of christ he is none of his back to john 3 he does not belong to christ is not truly a child of god romans eight fourteen. well uh, let's have a look at that uh, okay Romans eight fourteen for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God um, and vice versa. So verse, verse 10, but if Christ lives in you, um, us as in uh, spirit-filled believers that have confessed and accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the Spirit is... Uh, yeah is um alive because of the righteousness that he jesus imputes to you so yeah jesus imputes righteousness to us it's it's like having a bank account that he fills up and it's a righteous bank account that we can draw down from not because of anything that we've done but because of everything that he's done uh we often by ourselves, uh, are not uh, worthy of anything, but he, through what he did, by coming down here to live as a man and going to the cross, paying our death penalty for us, I mean, we've we've been free of uh, sin, and, sin and death, you know, the, the ways, thoughts, deeds, beliefs, uh, well, uh, but yeah, just um, everything to do with sin and death, we've been freed from it um so yeah everything comes down to the sacrifice of christ and what he did for us at at the cross but um yeah getting back to what to do when you screw things up well yeah just do what we've been covering off here what i've been talking about uh in summary so apologize to god and those affected by what you've done pray to god for crop failure for, for the bad seeds that you've planted and um ask him to to multiply the good seeds that you planted um change our thoughts words language behavior and uh intent um i'm going to throw in here properly discerning the body of christ having no uh you know no dramas uh with anyone in in the church no offenses uh yeah, no, um, disputes, um, no anger, bitterness, resentment, hatred, uh, uh, yeah, drop, drop your pride, um, yeah, just, um, apologize, handle it biblically, read Matthew 18 about that, um, you know, and, and the process for reconciliation there that it outlines, um, but also with people, uh, not in, not in the church, I mean, it's really important, um, you know for whether someone's in or out of out of the church that uh we we, we're not uh causing them to ridicule jesus by what we've done and truth of the matter is that we've all done stuff that you know people would think well hey if that's a christian i don't want any part of it i mean i'm putting my hand up there and I've, i've done stuff like that in 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 the past but don't let satan guilt trip you about it Uh, just apologize to those that you've affected Um, or if they're no longer here well uh, apologize to god and just get it out of your system it's toxic and the enemy will try and replay that stuff in your mind like a toxic broken record he'll go i know what you really like you did blah 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 well rather than dwelling on that and um, guilt tripping about it or anything like that just go yeah well you're actually right satan i i did that but the blood of christ covers my sins it's been repented of and forgiven so shut up and get lost in jesus name i'm not listening to your toxic broken record anymore i'm gonna smash it um yeah send the enemy packing tell him to get lost and um You'll find that the broken toxic record that has been, uh, tripping you up with about what you've done or what you've said or any of that stuff, uh, will no longer be played. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll have a, um, a beautiful symphony going on in, in your life, uh, from the word of God. Um, and, um, you'll, you'll realize that, uh, yeah, Jesus has paid the penalty for anything that you've done um and yeah just send the enemy packing tell him to shut up and get lost and you're not listening to that garbage anymore um yeah so do that but like it says in proverbs 10 uh 17 um you know accept the correction that's coming your way from your good father aka god the father uh, and the holy spirit and jesus And uh, you'll 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 be blessed for it and by it, and so will others that are in your uh, immediate, uh, well, family or anything like that. Um, So yeah, listen to your own words. Uh, Be metacognitive about what you're saying, what you're putting out there into the world, and think, well, okay, is is that going to give me a good crop, or is it going to give me a bad crop? And whatever the answer is, well, if it's a good crop, keep saying and doing that stuff if it's a bad crop ask for a crop failure and um, yeah just change what you're doing and get into alignment with the word of god and um, apologize do business with god and your 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 life will will really change in a positive way Um, so yeah read romans 8 uh, the entire chapter but particularly verses 1 to 10 and uh, get an insight into how to conduct yourself and live according to the to the spirit not according to the flesh um and life will will uh, take on a whole brand new meaning for you so i hope this has blessed you i yeah i'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk to you because i i get blessed when i do this I'm, i'm speaking to myself you you just happen to be listening but there is no detriment um to opening and engaging with the word of god so Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, Be blessed in Jesus' name.